Thank you for all of you. That It seems that this is by far the most popular segment we do all week. <clears throat> Today we're going to do two things, and we're going to do them very quickly, and I'm going to mention a couple of books. So please feel free to stop, bring it back, and get the names of the books. And again, follow-up questions at patrick at rsafeharbor.com are always welcome. Uh, debates are not, and those that try to debate in the comments I'll, I'll probably remove them. Uh, last week there were a couple that were thrown in there that I thought, nah, I think they kind of, I'll let people read what they say because it was, anyway. Sometimes we just let people reveal the weakness of their argument when they think they're revealing the strength of it. So there you are. Two very quick things because these both came out of uh, several questions that were sent over the last few weeks. One was, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? Now, <clears throat> that's not a real quick subject, but that was not exactly what the questioner was asking. If we do get this into book form, and the reason we've not progressed on that so far has been entirely on me, uh, HarperCollins and another publisher have reached out. They've, they, they want me to fill out a packet, and when I get some time, I will, all right? But in, if we do a book of this, there'll be a longer section, quite a section, on who told you about the Holy Spirit and a separate one on who told you about miracles. The questions that were sent in were sent in from uh, my old religious tribe, the Churches of Christ and, and many independent Christian churches, and there are others as well, have long said that the Holy Spirit does not work, here's the phrase, separate and apart from the word. Now they, they say that for several things. One is that the Bible was brought to us by the Holy Spirit, according to Peter and, and elsewhere. And therefore, that is certainly a work of the Holy Spirit. But these same, same people do not like the miracle on demand type thing of, you know, God, we're calling down a miracle and we want a miracle here. And they, they see the excesses of that. And if you don't see the excesses, in the I can do miracles on a stage crowd, I'm not gonna be able to help you in a brief message here. Fire off some questions and we'll deal with it there. But they, the old group that I was with would take this to such an extreme that the only way the Holy Spirit had to guide you, to sharpen your conscience, to lead you anywhere, was through written scripture or through the proclamation of the word written scripture. So there was no, no arranging the universe to, to herd you in a particular way so that you would hear or think except as is written in scripture. I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say it's probably not safe to limit the Holy Spirit. The, the scripture says that he knows the deep things of God. And I don't know exactly what that means. Nobody else does either but it does indicate that you are to take the Holy Spirit very, very seriously. The Jehovah's Witnesses don't even take the Spirit at all. They say the word Spirit just means breath and that it's, it, it's not a person. It's not one of the Godhead. Um, of course, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in the Godhead either, so, uh, or Trinity. I, I just don't think that's safe. I don't think it's safe to say, Here's the box in which the Holy Spirit works, and he only works within that box, and any working outside that box 
cannot be attributed to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let God be God, and I'm going to let him do what he wants to do. If you want to know about the Holy Spirit, there are a couple of books that are written for the general reader, which I highly recommend. I've read a bunch of books. But these are the two because they're not sensational, and yet they are exceptionally true to Scripture. And I mean exceptionally. One is by a good friend of mine, Tim Woodruff. Uh, you can get this on Amazon. Tim, Tim Woodruff, uh, W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F. And his book, What Jesus Said About the Holy Spirit. It is exceptional. What Jesus Said About the Holy Spirit. The other one which I, I highly recommend is by Francis Chan, C-H-A-N, and his book, The Forgotten God. If you read those, you're gonna really be enlightened quite a bit. Uh, there's no big kaboom. You know, the, uh, all of the church for all of history has missed this. There's no drama in either of these. I have an exceptionally low tolerance for drama. Uh, but some people thrive on it, so just be aware. There's no drama in these. There are no false promises in these. This is scripture well presented, all right? So, does the Holy Spirit work separate and apart from the Word? The Word says he does, but we are not able to track him. The scripture talks about the, the, the wind goes where it will, and the Holy Spirit goes where he will. So. Most of the time you're going to see the Holy Spirit's work, it's going to be well in the rearview mirror. And that's where most of us see what God has done in our life anyway. If we're not so full of drama, we think we're special. Let's talk about miracles. Do I believe in miracles was the question. And the answer is yes. Do I think we can prove miracles? Uh, there we run into a problem. As a scientist, I'm going to tell you that I have seen things happen which there is no explanation for yet. And, I, and I, don't, I don't think there will be one because I am a believer, remember. And I do believe in some things by faith, not by sight. I have seen tissue heal instantaneously. I have seen things occur that we have no explanation for and there's no, there are no explanations on the horizon. Could I take any of that into a court and prove it? No, no, I couldn't. No, there's, there's just not enough firsthand written down. We know this is evidence. I can't swab DNA and prove something here. Could I take it into a lab and convince my buddies in the lab? No, I have shared with a few non-believers, very few, and they respect me enough to believe that I believe it, but it won't convince them. So what do we do with miracles? Um, doctors, many doctors will tell you that they do believe in miracles and that they've seen them. And I really like those kind of doctors. I want them working on me because they, they're, they're gonna be doctors full of hope. That said, in many areas, doctors do not believe uh, and there are many individual doctors in, in the midst of belief zones that don't believe. So what are we going to do about all this? 
the idea that God just stopped doing miracles is not found in Scripture. And this was specifically asked out of 1 Corinthians 10. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 10. That which is perfect has come, then that which is in part has been done away. Christians have been arguing over what was perfect and what was in part. And most of the books that I've read on this have different opinions and they are exceptionally certain that they're right. I, I believe a little mystery is all right there. I do not believe that Paul was saying that once the Bible is all completed, then there are no more, more miracles needed. That's the way I was raised. I was raised with that teaching, which is not found in scripture, nor in history, nor in common sense. God is still God. I still pray that he does things. And I have seen people recover that shouldn't. And there are others that I prayed for that died. So to be brutally honest, I need to tell you, I cannot prove a miracle. What I can do is tell you my story. And when it comes to the biggest miracle of all, Jesus' resurrection from the dead, I believe it. But I don't have direct evidence. What I have is something else. And I'll tell this story that I need to quit because this is a long Monday morning message already, isn't it? If you are in um, a rowboat, shall we say, in the midst of a large lake, like the Great Lakes, and it's a placid day, not a ripple on the water, and you can't see land anywhere from where you are, then all of a sudden, a six-foot wave, a single six-foot wave comes. Now, that's not gonna swamp your boat. You see it, you're prepared, so that's not the point. And you rock mightily. And then you see that wave go off into the distance. Let's play a game. What caused that wave? Well, could be an underground earthquake. Could have been an explosion somewhere. A ship could have blown up the boiler and gone straight down and shoved that kind of water out. Passing of a giant whale, unlikely, because the wave was too big for that. And we can play these games. And I love playing those games. That's, I don't know a scientist who doesn't. But I can't say things such as, oh, it didn't have a cause. Or it was, it was a bluegill. Or even a rainbow trout jumped. And that splash just, it, a wave is not snow falling off a mountain that picks up more snow on the way down. I need an adequate cause for the wave. When I see the changes in human history, everywhere Jesus goes, the story. When I see the changes in his apostles, whenever they witness the resurrection, I mean, Peter before the cross and Peter after the resurrection are two different guys. I mean, he was transformed by something and they were all willing to die for it. Not a one of them recanted. I don't have an explanation for that that's earthbound, that's big enough to cause the wave. Will that prove his resurrection in court? No, but it's enough for me. By the way, if you wanna read a nice book about that, it's very English and the language can be a bit of a challenge for Americans or to be honest, British people even today. But C.S. Lewis's A Case for Miracles is a very good book to read. Give it a go. God bless. I hope you have a great week.